rain in the Bible is associated with God's blessing on dry and thirsty land. And for you and I today, if you're feeling dry, if you're feeling your faith a little distant from God, call out to God for the rain, the rain of His blessing, the rain of His favor, the rain of His love, the rain of His Spirit to fill us and fill your hearts, fill your bodies. Bring healing, bring strength, bring faith. Let's, let's enjoy this song and just give it your all. Let's lift our hands. Turn it up, guys, we can't the back. Hallelujah. Come on. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Fill us in grace. Fill us in you. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Jimmy's been prophesying. Listen to these words. The Lord reigns. Let the earth be glad. Let the distant shores rejoice. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord. Before the Lord of all the earth, the heavens proclaim His righteousness and all peoples will see His glory. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's applaud the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That you rule, you reign. You're our King. You're our Lord. You're the Mighty One. You're our Savior. You're our God. Thank you, Jesus. Let it rain.
just in this moment, just in this moment, we lift up Margaret Upton. She's not been so well this week. Just ask blessing on her, healing upon her, mercy upon her and Henry. Lord, bless them. Lord, every other person that's been sick and tired and unwell this week, we just pray healing, blessing, strength upon you in this day in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, and we praise you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Please take your seats. I hope you're feeling hungry now and ready to go and ready to hear the Word of God. I'm speaking this morning on the refreshing of God, continuing the theme that I've been sharing from, that God's been impressing on my heart, that if, as Peter preached in Acts 3, that if we repent, turn from our sins, the refreshing of God, times of refreshing will come upon us. So more refreshing, guys. Are you ready for more refreshing? My title is Get Ready for a New Season. It's true, of course, that God works in seasons, isn't it? Isn't it just wonderful to have May coming around the corner, the sunshine, the warmth? Great to see you. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Stuart. Good to see you. Stuart Smith with us this morning. Wonderful. New faces. Faces back. It's a new season. New things, new times, and of course we know that significant season for us as a vine church with Jim and Elmas stepping back from senior pastoral role and Aaron and Lindsay coming in in June. Uh, we're nearly there and we're getting ready for it. And um, that's part of the new season, but there's more signs that God is moving in our church and in our lives that I want to share this morning. I've got so much confidence in what God is doing and his purposes and his promises that I just want to share about this, that the seasons of God, God moves in seasons in our lives and in your lives, and God uses the seasons. Let's see if I can work this this morning. It's going to work today. It's a new season. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God works in seasons. It's a great promise of God, and um, just some of the, the prophecies to the people of God, to the Israelite nation, in the Old Testament, in, for example, Leviticus 26, when Moses was preparing the, the Israelites to move into their promised land, rescued from Egypt in the desert, moving into the, the promises of God and the fruitful land that they were believing for and uh, into a, a new season. He, he uh, lays out the law and he promises this, that I will look on you with favor and make you fruit, fruitful and increase your numbers. And I will keep my covenant with you. You will still be eating last year's harvest when you will have to move it out to make room for more. This is a season of growth that I'm believing for our church right now, for your lives. A season of growth, a season of abundance, a season when we see their fruitfulness, when we will see increasing numbers, when the chairs will be filled up, when newer people will be coming in the door. We're already hearing stories of people thinking about moving here. People are already moved here, coming because they feel God is with us and moving. And that's so exciting. That's one of the other reasons I believe this is a new season, that God is already on the move, bringing people, bringing people back, bringing people, new people, new faces in. And it's wonderful to see new faces in this church today, of course, as well. And um, that's exciting. We're going to grow, but we're not just going to grow in numbers. We're not going to just grow uh, physically, but we're going to grow spiritually. Our relationship with God is going to grow. Your relationship with God is going to get stronger. Your faith is going to grow. Your heart for God is going to grow. 
your, your, your passion for God is going to grow. Your love and awareness of His love, like Aaron was uh, prophesying this morning, the love that knows no bounds is going to get deeper and stronger in our hearts. We're going to see our lives transformed by what the Holy Spirit is doing in our midst. So it's growth in depth, growth in love, growth, growth in numbers, growth in influence, growth in um, uh, blessing that we're going to pour out, I believe. In Deuteronomy, it says, if you faithfully obey the commands I'm giving you today, to love the Lord your God, to serve Him with all your heart, with all your soul, then I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains, so that you may gather in your grain, new wine and olive oil. I will provide grass in the fields for your cattle, and you will eat and be satisfied. What a great promise for the people of Israel. And in those days... They entered into the promised land, and generations later, they hadn't managed to obey. And they'd been scattered and wiped out. And Ezekiel was promising, again prophesying to them. In Ezekiel 34, God brings his promise again. He restores it. And he says, I will make them and the places surrounding my hill a blessing. I will send down showers in season. There will be showers of blessing. The trees will yield their fruit and the ground will yield its crops. The people will be secure in their land. God's promises continue throughout the history of revelation of his people and the working of his uh, purposes and plans. And of course, Ecclesiastics 3 says, famously, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. And there's lots more if you read it. There's a lot more times. God has a season and God uses the seasons. And I believe this is a new season, a season of blessing coming upon us. And if you're a little bit more romantically inclined. You'll love this version of the prophecy in Song of Solomon's chapter 2. It says, See, the winter is past. The rains are over and gone. Flowers appear in the earth. The season of singing has come. I love that. The season of singing has come. Wouldn't that be a good season to enter into? Sarah, your season of singing is upon you and upon us, and praise God for your gift. Beautiful, wonderful, fantastic. The cooing of doves is heard in our land. We had seagulls last week, I think, last time I preached. The fig tree forms its early fruit. The blossoming vines spread their fragrance. Arise, come, my darling, my beautiful one. Come with me. Isn't that nice? Sally had that prophecy over life once upon a time. In some days when things weren't so good. And guess how God answered them, Sally? Isn't it amazing? What God brings. And how you don't just seek the blessing, but you become the blessing of God, don't you? That's what God's plan for us is. This is what this season is about, not what we're really going to receive. That's secondary. It's what God is going to do through us, what we're going to bring to people. I'm delighted to say, last time I mentioned um, the, 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 the girls through Sally's work that had pregnant with twins, and we've raised money, gifts, beautiful gifts from some members of the congregation and the church as a whole we've given I think it was about 500 pounds I think we gave from our benevolent fund to this girl if you remember she fell pregnant with discovered it was twins and was 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 going to um, change their mind to keep 
our children. And that's been able, we've been able to do that as a church, and that's lovely and uh, just exciting. So just a, a wee update, update there. That's the sort of season I'm talking about. Season when good things are going to happen, good things are going to come. And um, it's not just for the people of God that this promise um, moves on. It's for individuals as well. And as we see this uh, revelation coming, uh, Psalm 1 a famous beautiful psalm blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take on or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither whatever they do prospers and each one of us each one of us can receive that promise receive that blessing, receive that call, that, that we will be able to be a blessing to those around us in season and out of season. And in the New Testament, in 2 Timothy 4, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead and in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge. This is Paul speaking to Timothy. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. God uses seasons in our lives, and we recognize them. Of course, we just see them through our life as children and as growing up to teenagers, settling down, becoming parents, perhaps ourselves, taking responsibility, and then getting older and um, kids moving on. There's seasons in our lives. There's seasons um, in our relationships. There's seasons that God uses um, and um, the season that's coming is just so exciting. It goes on, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to further the faith of God's elect and the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness, in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time, and now at the appointed season, he has brought to light through the preaching entrusted to me, the command of God, our Savior. Paul recognized that the season that the church had just entered into, this pouring out of the Pentecost, post Jesus Christ being raised from the dead, is a new season, is an appointed season that God has planned. So we still are in that season, that appointed season of when the Spirit is being poured out upon us and the blessing of God and favor of God is upon us. That's why I have such confidence that God is going to grow us, God is going to renew us, because that's what he does, because we are the church and he blesses the church and his purposes are fulfilled through the church. So we don't need to strive or worry about where will the growth come from, how will we do it, and the pressure's off Aaron, because the growth doesn't come from a new leader, doesn't come from a congregation, it comes from God himself because his purposes are about growth and about growing his kingdom, about growing... Um, his people. Growth will come just because God is. He just grows. We Levi down there, Aaron, you're not worried that he's going to get a little bit bigger, are you? No? He's going to grow. We're going to grow. You're going to grow. Your faith is going to grow. Your lives are going to grow. You're going to change. You're going to be transformed because we're part of this wonderful church. This wonderful relationship with God is amazing and it's so exciting. My mom, bless her heart, 83 years, 82 now I think she is, and I told you a year ago, I shared that my brother who is autistic, he was 58, 59 last year, he passed away suddenly, he had um, pancreatic cancer, and very quickly um, after diagnosis he, he passed away, and um, my mom who's 82 I think now, I'd been looking after her of course all her life, and was still very um, part of his care, uh, even into her old age. And um, she had mixed feelings about it. It was a change of season 
of course, for us as a family, but most of all for mom, who had had daily phone calls from Gordon and was, Gordon uh, came up every weekend to mom and uh, his emotional dependency and love for mom was so, so great. And I did worry that at, uh, in this new season, although mom could see the hand of God in the whole situation, that, and she says, well, I know now God, Gordon is safe. He's in a safe place now. And that's a great reassurance for her. And, and I worried and I worried and I wondered for a little bit how mum would respond to this new season that she had. A little bit more freedom, a little bit more time. And um, I'm just so proud of her. She, of course, has her moments. But um, she remembers Gordon so much. But the dependency and the feeling of self-worth and of being needed that she probably had all these years. Of purpose that a mother never loses to be her, for our children. You're all right, Fiona. You're all right, love. It's okay. Keep praying. Um, and last night I was around at my mum's. We celebrated Gordon's anniversary a year ago, and mum's doing great. But she was saying, and, and this is what I want to share, how she's responded to the season, that she's just giving out more. She's in a, a life group, a house group in her church, and she said that she just got the longest email she'd ever had from one of her um, house group, uh, explaining how this lady was in such pain, such suffering. She'd broken her neck, and she was just in great difficulty, and she ended the long, long email. And mom's very close to her, she said, and she cares for her. She's a great woman of God, still giving out in all our struggles. Um, this, this lady had broken her neck, and, um, but in great pain. She just said, please just pray that I have a good night's sleep. That's all. And mom had said, well, I was so busy. She was hosting her family. And um, she was concerned that she didn't have time to pray. But she woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning. You okay, Fiona? We'll just let her get away. Thanks, Louise. Lord, just pray blessing on Fiona now and just give her peace in this moment, and healing and strength, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who knows the moment and the season, but mum woke at three o'clock, remembered the lady's prayer, got up out of her bed, switched on her computer, said, I've not had time to pray yet, but she wrote her an email saying, I hope you're not awake. I'll just to let you know I'm thinking of you, and I'm praying for you, and just to let you know God loves you. And um, I hope the pain's not too bad and you sleep well. And... I'm just, you know, mum left me, you know, saying, I'm so proud of you, son. And I, I just have no idea, mum, how proud I am of you, who's able to grow and continue to flourish, continue to blossom in a season that's completely different. And it's going to be a little bit like that for some of us. It's not going to be easy this new season. We're going to change the things that we were dependent upon, the things that we were used to doing, the things that we were needed for aren't going to be there possibly in this new season. And we're going to have to do different things, and God wants us to evolve and wants us to do new things. And, and sometimes that's hard. Sometimes we just like the summer to last forever, or even sometimes the, the cozy winter nights just to stay. And um, a new season is, is not always recognized and immediately welcomed as a, a season of blessing. But I believe this one is. I believe this one is. And whatever the change of season, and Kirsty's got a, and our family got a new season there as well. And new challenges and new difficulties, no doubt. Sleepless nights. It's 
sorry, I did. I woke you up there. So just cracked. Not picking on you. A new baby is a new season, isn't it? We're going to have some new babies in here. We're going to have some new people in here. We're going to have some new faces, new faith. And we're going to have to change what we do and get them involved. And that's the season that I'm excited about. That's the season I'm believing for. And the season that um, Peter preached in about times of refreshing gives us a great illustration for some of the characteristics and qualities and the challenges that we'll face. In Acts 3, Peter preached that great sermon that I've told you about. But in Acts 4, here's what happened as soon as he preached about the times of refreshing. In Acts 4, see if I can catch up here. There we go. Here's the, see, the first thing that happened to Peter as he was preaching about refreshing was that he was arrested and thrown into prison. So that's sometimes what happens when a new season comes. Trouble, difficulties, challenge, obstacle, opposition. But he wasn't downhearted and uh, he was called to speak before the Sanhedrin and the next day and they asked him, by what name or what power have you done this? And this was just after, after he'd prayed for the, 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 the cripple at the, the, the gate and entry of the temple. And he said, and he stood up and been healed. And he was over 40 years old. And it was a miracle. And the whole town was jumping about it and excited about it. But all the elders were really upset and the rulers, how did you do this? It's a great question, perfect moment, right answer coming up. Peter completely nailed it. And he says, because he says this to them, because he's filled with the Holy Spirit. Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you. Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's part of the flavor of this new season. We're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're going to be asked to give account. I pray for the day that people just ask me the right question at the right time and have the right answer. Usually I miss it, but three weeks later I think, oh, I should have said that. That would have been really good. And here we are. Peter absolutely nailed it. I'm believing that you're going to have and I'm going to have some really good conversations with people who are interested in the faith, interested in the acts of kindness. Not the miracle. It doesn't say there's a miracle of healing. Just an act of kindness. A little email in the middle of the night to somebody that you're thinking about. An act of kindness. A little donation to some people in the community. An act of kindness. Wouldn't it be great if this season we were just known for a place where there's kindness? Isn't that a great thought? That God's season is a season when he's going to show us how to be kinder. Even kinder. Even more kind. The heart of God that we take God's heart out into the people into the people. I believe him for that. And it goes on, uh, read Acts 4, it's just a great story. When they were released, Peter and John went back to their own people. They'd been told, do not speak about this anymore. Do not speak about Jesus. Do not speak about this miracle. And they responded, well, who are, who, what's right, to obey you or to obey God? And I guess I've heard that voice a lot. Don't speak about this. It's the wrong time. 
this person is not interested. That person would not thank you for it. In my head, those voices are always there. Don't speak about it now. Don't say it now. Don't, don't, just don't bring it up just now. And I'm sure you can identify with that too. Sometimes it's just hard to speak about your faith. It's hard to speak about what God is doing in our lives. But I'm just believing, just hoping that this season coming is going to be a season when we're able to speak just a little bit more boldly. I'm going to be able to speak a little bit more confidently. I'm, going to, I'm hoping, I'm believing for that. That's what I'm asking for. That's what I need. I need God to do that in my life because I can't do it myself. I've tried for 30 years. Help me, Lord, speak. On the release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, here's the thing, they raised their voices together in prayer to God, Sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Peter was bringing in a new season. At least he was seeing that there was a new season, that this was a new day, that Jesus was alive, the Holy Spirit was upon us. There was a new season. That, whole, that season is still here right now. We're still in that season of blessing. And we're praying that God would move and heal our land and perform signs and wonders. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God. Prayer and praise. Prayer and praise, boldness, courage. I'm believing that's the heart that God wants to instill in us in this new season. Even more, even more, even more. And all the believers, it says in Acts 4 verse 32, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. Wouldn't that be great if that's you and I? That's us, if that's the new season. We're one in heart and mind. We didn't complain any of their own possessions. I'm not asking we start our um, community, what's it called? Our, um, just throwing everything in. We've got other ways to do that in this generation. So but a little bit would be nice. Give some of your resources, some of your time. Church needs that. God needs that. Give to Caesar what is Caesar and, Caesar and give to God what is God. A commune, that was it. Start a commune, Jimmy. Amen. Peace, brother. We were saved from that, I think, weren't we, Jim? Some people do that, and that's what they see it. We're not quite there yet, but we do believe in giving to the local body of Christ so that we can help each other so we can meet the needs. It says that everybody's needs were met. And we have different needs from those days, not just financial, but emotional, spiritual, for relationship, for dealing with loneliness, dealing with um, other aspects of the culture today that challenge us, us. Let's find and let's be the place that we look out for people's needs and meet them as best we can in the power of Jesus. And grace so powerfully at work in us all. Wouldn't that be great if this was the season when kindness, grace just filled us and overflowed from us, that we just felt God's love and were moved by it and responded to it. And people recognize that. Wonderful. I'm believing that's where we've been, where we're going. It's not new. It's just more. It's just a new season. I think, um, let's just see if I've got another slide here. 
Sorry guys, missed one. You can't give me that back, Robert, can you? Um, it says in John 15, verse 1, that the vine is Jesus, and that's where we got our name from. And it says in, in John 15, 1, that God prunes sometimes. God prunes the branches. And I think if you've been here a little while, you could recognize that a season of pruning is what we've come through, that, that um, God has been preparing us. But it says that the vine is pruned so that it will be bearing more fruit. So it will become even more fruitful. And some seasons are a season of pruning. Some seasons are a season of, of fruitfulness. Some seasons are for sowing. Some seasons for reaping. And this is a season for reaping. This is a season for growing. This is a season for fruitfulness. Isn't that exciting? Not that God had removed himself, but it's just a different season. It's a new season, and it's a new day, and we're believing for that. And we see here um, some of the things that I talked about. And what I want to encourage you today with is just to recognize the season. Believe that God is with us and be aware that it will bring some of these challenges. We probably won't get arrested, but if we do get arrested for doing the right thing and not the wrong thing, if we get into trouble, get into trouble for being too kind, for being too nice, for being too bold about your faith, let's be prepared. Let's get ready. Growth comes from God. When Jesus spoke to the disciples, he said, you know, when you see a cloud coming, when you see a storm coming, you know the rain's coming. When you see that a new harvest is coming, you know and you get ready and you're right. So why can't you see this season? Standing before them was God himself, man incarnate, and they missed it. And it's possible to not see the season, to not recognize it for what it is. And I'm encouraging this morning to ask God to open your eyes to see what this season means for you, to see what God is doing in this day, to be encouraged most of all, to be lifted up, to be encouraged that God's purposes are being fulfilled before our very eyes. And you're part of it, and we're part of it. And um, we want to express acts of kindness. We want to have courage. We want to speak up. We want to be bold. In Luke 12, Jesus said, Be rest, be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning, like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door to him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait in them. It will be good on those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the middle of the night or towards daybreak. I am the true vine, like I was saying earlier, my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. The season's coming. The season's coming. 
Peter recognized it. Paul recognized it at the time. And we're recognizing it now. And um, let's be ready for it. Let's get ready for it. And just, just, I don't know if you saw this story in the paper this week, this chap. I mean, Mukdad. Did anybody see that in the news at all? Wonderful story out of Iraq. And um, he was a mu- musician and in Mosul, as you know, is just a desperate place on earth. ISIS have taken control and they've been pushed back and it's just been completely devastated. It says um, that the ISIS, when they took control, banned playing music. They banned, along with that, satellite dishes, mobile phones, cigarettes, and keeping birds. People that were found doing that were flogged and um, punished. But there was this man, a violinist, Amin Mukdad, who was 28 years old, figured it was time. And he didn't give up. He didn't stop playing. He kept playing his music and um, somebody got hold of it and said, you've got you to do a concert because half of Mosul is back in Iraqi hands. And he says, I want to take the opportunity to send a message to the world and send a strike against terrorism and at all ideologies which restrict freedom that music is a beautiful thing. The performance, somebody said, was like a dream. This is Mosul with all its beauty. You can see, even with all this damage, that we still want to be happy, and it is beautiful. This guy risked it risked his life just to play a little bit of music. He knew there was a new season coming. And I don't know where he's at spiritually. He prayed it apparently at the shrine of the prophet Jonah, who we know from the Bible. Destroyed by ISIS, of course. Darkness, fear. But he saw a new season. He saw hope. I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep rejoicing. I'm going to keep believing for beauty. I'm going to keep risking my life. And we're not being called to such a thing as that. We don't need to be as brave as that. We don't need to be as bold as that. But one example to us, and it is going to be a challenge in some ways for many, this new season, but it's so worth it that if we can respond to God and be ready, he will come and he will serve us and growth will come and hope will come and love will come and the band will come up about now as well, I think would be good. It's a new season, church. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Are you ready to be more courageous, ready to be more bold, ready to not be told to keep quiet but to speak more are you ready to be giving more are you ready for acts of kindness let's stand together let's stand together let's stand together and believe that this new season is a season of great blessing I love David Cochran who responded to the questions wrote in his uh, reply God knows, David says, my fervent prayer has and continues to be that I shall witness real church growth in my lifetime. And the hope in my heart is that it would be at the Vine Church. Praise the Lord, David. Amen. 
I'm believing that too. That it's going to see it here. We're going to see it here because we have some wonderful people in this church. We've got people who have been here for a long time and sowed faithfully. 40 years of service from Jimmy and Elma. Building on that, the foundation of love and tenderness and invisible faith and tangible fun. What a great place to be. I love this church and everything about it because it's God's church and he's going to give us more chance. He's given us another chance to move forward in this new generation. I'm so excited that Aaron and Lindsay are bold enough to take on the challenge. And I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to see gifts in Sarah and the uh, young person dancing. Do you see that? God, just anointing. Gifts. Sometimes we don't even know the gifts we've got here. I'm so excited about the, the youth that we've got here, that more are coming from out in the streets than in the church. Isn't that exciting? That's a sign that it's a new season, that growth is coming. This faithful service of Sarah and Stephen for years and their leaders, just plugging away, just keeping going consistently, not giving up. And it's coming and growth is coming. Growth is coming, Stephen. We're going to be ready for it. We're going to help. Young people, we've got a great kids work. We've got a great youth work. We've got young people. We've got old people. We've got faithful people. We've got new people. How can God not want to bless us? He wants to bless us. He wants to bless this church because his purposes are fulfilled through his blessing and he brings the growth and all we can do is get ready for it. All we can do is manage it. All we can do is make the most of it. All we can do is invest it and see it grow more and give it away and give it out. Come on, come on. Are we worshiping? What we got, George? Fire never sleeps. Let your fire never sleep, church. Let your fire never sleep. Let's not give up. Come on, let's raise our hands. Let's raise our voices. Let's believe that we've just been told to shut up, never speak about your faith again, and see how God responds to that. See how the enemy will fall. See how you get angry about um, not being allowed to speak. Like that guy, let your music sing. Who, who is going to stand against us? The gates of hell cannot stand against us. My music is going to continue, that guy said. Let's take him as an example. And keep the music playing. Let's respond in faith in this great new season in Jesus' name. We look forward to sharing more at the big team meeting. God bless you. Let's worship God.